0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, motivational speaker, and best of all, single father. Absolutely love my daughter. Been having a lot of fun with my daughter here during quarantine. Today's guests and I are going to be talking a little bit about gamification during quarantine. So let me introduce Fabian Hoffman, his Twitter handle's at Hoffman EDU. And Fabian, if you could kind of give a brief bio, uh, that would be awesome.
1: Sure. Hi everyone. Uh my name's Fabian. I am originally from Germany, grew up there and lived there for thirty years of my life. I did my teacher training over there, then moved to the United States because of my wife who's American and started teaching at a charter school in San Diego a few years ago. And then she is originally from Hawaii, so we moved to Hawaii two years ago. So now I'm teaching English at a Hawaii public school. And I'm teaching seventh grade mostly and I have one sixth grade that I'm teaching currently.
0: So you just keep going west, like you will eventually exactly. end up back in Germany.
1: And that's what my hope is, that eventually I'm circling the globe.
0: <laughs> Just the slowest around-the-globe
1: tour. I know. I'm joking with my friends in Germany that I tried to get away as far away as possible from them, because yeah. I needed time to like relax. and like.
0: <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. I, uh, I'm i excited to have you on. This is back-to-back weeks with uh, <laughs> German guests. That's the Germans, kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's fun to have you. Hawaii's a beautiful place. Uh, which island are you on? I'm on Oahu. Oahu, nice. Yeah. Uh, someday when we can all travel again, you all should go to Oahu. It's a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, it is, definitely.
0: Uh, so, you know, here we are during the crazy times that we live in. Uh, we're all in quarantine and uh, schools are trying to figure out how best to navigate that. And as teachers... We are, uh, I think we're really good at pivoting, you know, when a problem comes up and yeah. I've just seen so many people on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, YouTube and blogs all talking about how, you know, like I'm trying this new software, I'm getting this out there, I'm doing this, I'm connecting that way. It is one, so awesome to see sort of the resiliency that, that yeah. teachers have and, and how they're willing to sort of try anything to, to make this work and stick. Uh,
1: what, what fascinated me is just how many people are just sharing everything they got. And it's just like, I've seen I've seen this obviously in like the gamification world, but just like following other teachers, it's just, it's the same everywhere. All the educators out there are just trying to help everyone and each other out. And so there's so many uh, things that I found already that I'm using for, for my five-year-old because I'm I'm homeschooling him, basically, too, since my wife is working from home. Mm-hmm. And so, we kind of have to juggle, like, because I need to go back to work next week. So, we're trying to figure out, like, a schedule and everything. So, I need to keep him busy. And so, it's awesome just to see just, like, these little tidbits, like, oh, use Khan Academy for kids. Or use this, use that. And it's just amazing how supportive the community is.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, just like Fabian, I'm starting up. Uh, My class, because we've been on spring break, so I officially begin, actually, the day this comes out, so Tuesday, uh, I will be starting my classes with kids, and our school's got a whole online, like, schedule that we've sort of come up with, and everywhere it's written is, like, this is what we have right now, like, (laughs) you know, we may change, we may decide to do something a little differently moving forward so yeah uh, it's
1: very in flux I know so I don't know um, how it is for you but our plan is we're, we're supposed to start up on the on April 30th so for now everything is shut down and they kept moving the date back first it was April 6th and then now it's April 30th because the governor said we're nobody like is supposed to go outside and so we only have like one more month left after that because we end on on the last day of May, usually. So it's like this question, are we even going back? And then it's I don't want I don't to know. be the
0: bearer of bad news and not let I know anything more than anybody else, but yeah. I I think we're done for the Yeah, uh, I
1: think I've, I have a feeling too
0: which uh, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> but... It is. And like as teachers, like that's another thing too that we got to think about. I mean, I know this show is about gamification and and during the quarantine, but you know, just a, the mental health for our students and fellow teachers, you know, like yeah. there's a connection, a bond with those kids and I would argue in a gamification class I don't want to like mince words here and say like it's a bigger connection, but I I do. I mean, I feel it's like It's definitely different. It I is, mean, I remember
1: – go ahead. Sorry.
0: I, that's all right. I really know the kids and I, like, connect with them a lot through gamification. So to all of a sudden have that kind of ripped from you and to think that you're not going to, like, finish it off like yeah. is uh, – I don't know. It's sad.
1: It is. And I I'm I would agree because it's – I mean, I taught last year. It was my first year here in Hawaii that I was teaching and I wasn't fully gamifying yet and so and i had to get used to like the kids and everything different culture and different like demographics that i had but this year just when i started like my full uh, year of gamification it just the the relationships i had with the kids were completely different and it's it it's really like yeah sad that this this connection that we work so hard to build up with our gamified classroom is like not there in the everyday, but I think that because of it, like I talked to my kids already, I told them, hey, the the game is not dead, the game will be will be going on in a different way. But I I noticed that a lot of them were like smiling and they were kind of happy that we're still doing it and that that there is still like there's going to be escape rooms and like an adventure path maybe and stuff like that. So it's like they they feel like, okay, there's like something that is still going and there's something like constant for them. And I think that's very important that we keep doing that.
0: Yeah. So I guess on that note, you know, what are the things that you're going to take your time to sort of import into a digital environment? You know, uh, I think in some respects, there's certain things I just can't wrap my head around or it would take to be honest, too much time for what hopefully will be a temporary experience in our lives. Yeah. But like you said, I totally agree that that consistency for kids is important. So given the limited time and resources I have to like make that adaptation into the digital world, uh, being very careful what I sort of pull in. Yeah, uh, You had mentioned Adventure Path. I think that's one I'm going to... Pull in because there were kids. That's like a pride moment for a lot of my kids. There's probably a third of my students who have done every single one. Yeah. And to all of a sudden just say, like, we're not doing any more adventure paths. Yeah. I think that. Well, for
1: I don't know how it is for you, but we were essentially told by our DOE um, that we are not supposed to introduce any new content. So everything that we do is supposed to be only enrichment because of the demographics that we teach. We don't have a lot of – since it's public school, we don't have a lot of – or we do have a lot of kids that don't have internet access or computers. So everything – so in order to keep it equitable, we're supposed to, like, make sure that we're only enriching and not starting, like – don't start them teaching how to – Write a certain type of essay, for example, when only like ninety percent of the kids can actually learn from it and do it. So we're we're definitely told to not introduce anything new. So I don't know. You're at a private school, as far as I know. Right? I am at a
0: private school, so yeah. They that is not the message we're getting. <laughs> we're, yeah, <laughs> we're getting definitely move ahead, and we're we're told. Uh, I think this is very healthy to be told this, that just know that things are going to take longer. Yeah. End. And yeah. so don't try to think of like, well, you know, on this day is when I talk about Roman government and then the next day I do this. Like, you know, the that Roman government lesson now may take three online learning days. Yeah. Compared to my like one class day it would take.
1: Yeah. And, and that's also what I need to keep in mind when I bring the game over. It's like... Whatever I had in mind, because I was gonna do like a novel study, and I was doing a text quest, like uh, like Meehan has. So it was like highly interactive, and there was Jenga games and hashtag. It was just craziness. Every day was just planned out, and it was super interactive and moving, kids, etc. So now it's like, oh, so I probably can't even ask them to read this book because. Yep. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not supposed to, and and I have it as a PDF and all that, but it's like, okay, I really have to rethink everything, and that's that's really hard. And I was, I, I saw, st- yeah, go ahead.
0: I was talking to my department chair, and we were saying how the the structure of my gamified course might be ideal given the constraints, because I can make the required tasks pretty basic i mean which is what we've been told like they're going to read some sections all of our kids do have devices and internet so i can like put out there like read this pdf or whatever um do a a light sort of assessment of that you know whether that be a short written passage back you know of you know summary but then because we're told to keep sort of the tasks really low because they're afraid of students anxiety and You know, this is already sort of crazy and different. And now if you throw a complex assignment at them. So maybe just keep my assignments reading, taking some notes and like a brief summary. But then the gamified piece, kids in my class have been trained to, you know, and here's a myriad of optional things you can do. Yeah. So now where a lot of teachers are doing what you're doing, where you're going to offer enrichment opportunities. Yeah. Not every class has like trained kids to care about those or do those or like why? Like, so yeah I I did your reading in summary, like why do the extras? Like I I can just go over here and do whatever I want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where the gamification definitely helps because yeah, if you, if you offer them like side missions, everything, if, if you do it right, then they're just, they, they just pick and choose and do whatever they want and they're okay with like being on their own. Um, And I think that definitely helps in the Gamify classroom over, like, a regular classroom, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, I'm going to do the adventure paths. Uh, I'm looking for – I know my department chair, you did a virtual museum once. It almost Mm, looks, like, Minecraft-ish. It's not Minecraft, but it was, like, very blocky in terms of, like, walking through the museum. And the kids could, like, on walls put, like, posters – um, so I'm going to do that, I think, as my adventure path, because the actual adventure path this unit was to make a Roman museum, and it was mm, going to be yeah. physical, they were going to make the artifacts and put them in, but um, yeah. so I might do that for the adventure path. Again, my game, the other piece that I'm trying to figure out, and I know you're right there with me, is kind of all the player interaction with these item cards and power-ups. Yeah. Uh, Trying to figure out how to best do that because all my things are physical. I've been preaching it for so many years that things should be physical and you should build that bond with students by handing them like the physical item and hand them the little piece of paper that says they got the magic wand or whatever. Yeah. So now I have oodles and oodles of paper items that i can't necessarily give to kids i don't know how to like catalog what they had or have i never actually keep, keep track because oh like, no me neither they it's, <laughs> it's on them like if they lose their binder they lose their binder if they put the and, item in their pocket and their mom does the wash like well it's gone. too, too it's bad nice don't, and clean <laughs> nice and clean don't do that again uh yeah so I don't know now trying to think, do you just start over and like everybody kind of has no items or like, do you write that into your storyline? Here we are in this weird world and all of our items have been so, like snatched up. And
1: I think that might be a good idea To So what what I was going to do since my theme is star Wars, I, for every unit that I'm starting, I have like the, the crawl, the star Wars crawl in the beginning. So I was thinking of starting it out with like a new crawl and like everybody's been separated they're put into like a prison or in in quarantine or whatever just kind of like bring the real world into it mm-hmm. and then yeah maybe saying hey your item cards your satchel that you had I was taken away from you so we're you you have to re-earn like certain things because they they're not going to have their lightsabers anymore they're not going to have to like their certain items that they had they might still have some force powers if they gained them but that's about it so I think bringing, like, combining the real world a little bit with what's going, like, with your game, I think might be a good idea to, to have like this connection that they still have. I think that's a cool idea. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna do the digital <laughs> cards because I, I'm just like, I was listening to you, and I was reading your book, and I, I really like this interaction with like giving it to them, and like. Um, when we had boss battles or guild battles, I would wrap them up. Uh, I would wrap like five cards up and random ones and just hand them to them. And they like wrapping this open. They were so excited about it. That's and awesome. so, yeah. So it's like, okay. Everyone
0: so, right now should be writing that idea down for after it's, the quarantine. And it's,
1: and it's super easy too. It's not, It doesn't have to be like a fancy wrapping paper or whatever. I just use like tin foil. Yep. And I, I made a sticker with our class logo or with the Jedi Order logo that I put on there and then it looks like super official. That's awesome. And and they totally loved it and they were <laughs> I had interactions where they were expecting to get it and then one of the other teams played a card where they would go ahead of them. And like be in first place, and they had kept it secret the whole time, and so they were talking for days. They were talking about how nice. they missed out on the packet and stuff. So, yeah. So sadly, that won't happen. But, um, yeah. If I don't know, I I'm using Google Classroom and stuff, so maybe I can assign, I can give them them on there. Um, there is an app that I use called Badge Maker that ties into um, Google Classroom, so you can post your badges on there. So maybe that can be used for your, your item cards instead. So I don't know. I have to play around with that.
0: So I was thinking, now this is very early stages, may not even end up using this. But just to toss out an idea for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I teach middle school, so I have four sections <clears throat> of my gamified class. And I was thinking about making a uh, Google slide per class. And mm-hmm. share it with everybody in just that class. And put a sweet background on there, make it like like a I'm picturing like a old wooden table because I'm in the realm of nobles, right? So picture some yeah. awesome wooden table. And then we have all of these I have all these digital like created items. Yeah. And so <clears> using my template I'm going to, I was thinking about making some new items that work in this sort of digital environment, and they'll just be awarded to the houses, and I will just put it on that wooden table Mm -hmm. that all their class has access to, and um, I don't know, like I thought that might be a... And what kind of item cards were you thinking about? I haven't even gotten there, but I was just trying to wrap my head around how can I disseminate cards and have them feel that joy of like we've unlocked something, we've earned something, and this is yeah. our little slice yeah. of life here, and show on this table, like, oh, we have these 10 cards to play. Maybe make them interact between houses, steal some XP from a house, yeah. block them from using an item, steal a random item. Like, I don't know, just... Yeah, and... it
1: could be, um, you could tie in, like, Flipgrid as well. So maybe one of the items is, like, a communicator or something. So in my game, that could work. Um, to have an item called a communicator and then in, they can use it and they can like talk to each other on Flipgrid um, Because I set up like that the room because you, you on Flipgrid you probably know you can set it up So they can't reply to each other mm-hmm. and that they can reply to each other So maybe like opening that up as like an achievement mm-hmm. that they're allowed to talk to each other and get like feedback on There that might be something. I don't know now you got me thinking. So that's good. <laughs>
0: Now that I mean, like now that we're shooting from the hip here, like I'm curious, maybe it would be better instead of having a table, like I was thinking of having four different Google slide slides shared with just that yeah. class, but maybe it would be better if it was one Google slide or one s- slide file that has four slides on it for my four mm-hmm. houses. And that way other houses could kind of see what the other houses have.
1: Yeah, and what's, what they could get.
0: Or maybe... Because there's a big piece with gamification is status. Yeah. And, like, you kind of almost want the other houses to see, like, oh, what, the House of Torrin got this new card? Like, did you read it? Like, did you read what it could do? Holy cow, like... Yeah. You almost want that excitement, and if I make it all private...
1: Yeah. Oh, they're... but that, that's how I understood it, that they would be able to see each other's houses. Yeah, so... so
0: I think I'll do that. That'll also be easier to maintain because then it's me just loading one. And one it could file. be,
1: it could be set up in such a way that you have like a blurred out, so they know like how many cards they could achieve, and then once a house gets it, it's like clear, and then they can see, oh, they just got this one, mm-hmm. I like and it. they can. That could be something to put in there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. This is this is what I'm talking about, though, about teachers sort of pivoting and like spending our time. I mean, here we are on spring break, thinking about what we can do for our students to maintain this class in a way that's still exciting and engaging for them. I mean, I yeah, think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I think it's what's going to be hard is for teachers that have not done anything. Uh, online so for them to pivot from like their regular classroom onto like uh, uh th- like the digital platform that's going to be like the hard part cuz we have at our school we have a lot of like older teachers that are like in their al- almost retiring so i'm kind of hoping that that they can make the jump and but everybody is like getting on board and they're using google classrooms and i'm, I'm hoping that, that that is actually going to work out but um, I think that the younger generation is not going to struggle as much hopefully, but yeah. So I just, I just know that if you are on Twitter, you will find a lot of information if you look for it. So
0: it is true that There's out a there overwhelming amount out there. Uh, and this is another thing that our schools trying to figure out is do you, uh, what do I want to say? Do you try new technologies with kids? You know, like, yeah. is this the time or is this stressful? And we should lean on the tools we already have, not, like, go out and find 10 new digital tools because they're all free.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's, yeah, my thinking is, too, like, and, and I read this somewhere, I don't know who said it, but um, to avoid using new tech, new apps, I mean, because because of the stress factor that the students are in, and I know how it is when I use something new in my classroom, Yep. Um, just telling them, hey, do not click on sign up, but click on log in with Google, that does not work with everyone. <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, okay, now I have this new app that they've never seen. Like, it doesn't matter how clear I am. They're in middle school. So they're still going to be like, uh, what do I do? And then sometimes because they signed up as like a new user, they're locked out of certain functionalities that they wouldn't, they wouldn't be locked out of if they had used their Google sign-up, for example. So I've seen that happen. So that's why I'm, I'm glad that I've been using like Flipgrid and Classroom and Edpuzzle and all these things because, um, they will be primed. They know exactly what to do. They know where to go, and they're not going to be like, "Okay, I need to sign up for this. I need to sign up for that." So I'm, I'm a little bit in. I have like a little bit of a home advantage here.
0: You do, which,
1: which I think, considering that I'm sharing students with other teachers, they can kind of like hold on to this because they know. Okay, so Mr. Hoffman used it with you guys. So I know you know how to use so and so. I know how to. I know you know how to use FlipGrid and stuff. Right. So.
0: That's awesome that you you have that kind of jump start head start there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I but I've also been doing that since like I started teaching here. Like once I realized like how connected the US classrooms are versus like German classrooms. That's like I always used this. Like I was completely paperless the first year I started teaching in San Diego. I was like all in and then now slowly I'm going back to okay. With gamified classrooms, I like to use them paper again, Mm because there's something, it's just different. Um, But before, I was like pushing it really, really hard to only go digital and not let them write anything down on paper. Because I was like, I was thinking myself, like, I felt like I had to, because I was committed. And but now, like, after starting the gamified classroom, I was like, oh, let's just loosen this up a little bit. Let's give them the opportunity. (laughs) Like it's much more fun to read a story like on paper and turning off the lights than it is to uh, have your computer screens all light up.
0: It (laughs) is.
1: So it's like gamification definitely opened this back up for me. I think that's
0: a good, that's a good thing. Actually on that, uh, this really goes with today's reflection time. quote.
1: So I don't know if you're ready. I am.
0: I'm born ready. But, uh, (laughs) This one really kind of goes. Uh, all right. This one's by John Dewey. Uh, pretty famous quote. Uh, if we teach today's students as we taught yesterday's, we rob them of tomorrow.
1: Oh, okay. That's a. I I like that. Can you repeat it? If we teach today's students?
0: If we teach today's students as we taught yesterday's, we rob them of tomorrow. That's awesome
1: yeah the I mean that's that's just I think that's exactly what I was talking about. It's like yep. you got you gotta make that jump you gotta make you gotta adjust to the times you gotta adjust to how students are interacting, you gotta like um like have your finger on the pulse of the youth to sound really corny because otherwise, it's I mean, I have colleagues that still like are not using computers in their classroom, and it's like that's not going to prepare them for life after that's not going to prepare them for high school. It's not going to prepare them for uh college if they don't like practice like very basic things like typing, you know yeah. so i think I think this is a great quote, definitely
0: yeah, no i uh, I like it a lot, and for me, I think i'm gonna give two answers one for us today in in the current circumstances we're in here with the coronavirus mm, yeah uh, i think this is a great call for us to try new tools to to try it a different way because we have to rethink all of our lessons because you can't run the lesson like you're in a classroom yeah. So in one hand like we're forced to think of it differently another another COVID-19 way to look at this quote it says if we teach today's students as we taught yesterday's I'm going to even be super literal on that and that we need to be doing the iterative process here like I'm about yeah. to start doing online learning I doubt what I put in place week one is how I'm going to end this whole thing like we got to try new things day to day even if not week to week yeah and then that's
1: also i so that's also what I told my students. It's like the the way the first week is going to work will be totally different than the second week is going to work because you're going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to change things, make them better. You're going to learn how to adjust and how to juggle all oops, how to juggle all that stuff. So it's like it's way more fluid for them because they notice how fluid it is. We know how fluid it is because of the way we teach, right? Because our Period one looks totally different than our period five that day, for example, because we notice like, okay, so this didn't work, this didn't work, need to adjust things. Yep. So they, they will also learn to adjust a little bit more, I think.
0: I think you're entirely that. right. The non-COVID response to this quote, again, is, if we teach today's students as we taught yesterday's, we rob them of tomorrow. I'm just going to make a plug here that this generation is – uh, called many things but I, I'm going to call them Generation G and that's the gamer generation. These guys think as gamers they act as gamers. They're constantly wanting to play games uh, if anybody was a teacher a year ago with the water bottle flipping craze. Oh yeah. I, I think that's a <laughs> prime example though of this generation. Like when there's downtime they don't want to like smell the roses unfortunately they don't want to pick up a book like they yeah. want to fill that gap with a challenge. And yeah. e- even if it's just sitting at the lunch table, they're going to flip the water bottle because it's a challenge. It's a moment that they can fill it with a challenge. Yeah. And I'm going to just say, like, these are the students we have. So if we teach today's students, like we've been teaching all along, like, well, this is school. School's not a game. So we're going to, like, sit down and focus and do this thing, like... Ah, I think we're doing them a disservice. Like, yeah, why don't we lean into this gamer mi- mindset and and change some of the things we do and and sort of modernize education a little bit to embrace some of the the key mechanics of gamification to to further their education.
1: Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Well said.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Fabian, thank you for being on. Thanks uh, for well having played. me. It is a always a blast to get to interview and discuss and chat with people about education. I absolutely love it. And to have new guests on is always super fun to me. So thank you uh, for being willing to be on here.
1: Yeah, no problem. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody else, thank you so much for checking out. Uh, well played again. It's a growing community. I absolutely love having you. If you want to interact, uh, there's a Twitter chat that you could be a part of called XPLAP. That is on Tuesday nights at nine Central Standard Time. Uh, kind of late for you East Coasters. Not so bad maybe for the rest of the the rest of the world there, but I guess that's dinner time for you in Hawaii. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> so I can only I can only ever make it when my wife takes the kids shopping, and then I'm like at home like yes I can take part in it, <laughs> but right now yeah it, it might work again because <laughs> now we're, oh man it's just crazy.
0: and everybody if you could check out um, MrMatera.com there's all sorts of uh, ways to connect there check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash mr matera there is plenty of videos including this one this is episode 156 that makes three full years of not missing a tuesday uh well played that's crazy to me so thank you everyone for making that happen because i i keep putting this out because it keeps being used and referenced and that's a huge thanks to all of you So that's all we got for today. Take care.